0: Hey y'all, Eves here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. The day was June 24th, 1374. In Aachen, Germany, people began writhing, screaming, and dancing uncontrollably. It was the beginning of a major outbreak of a phenomenon called dancing mania. Some of the earliest accounts of dancing mania in Europe date back to the seventh century. The affliction would move like an epidemic, causing people to shout and dance wildly until they reached a point of exhaustion. The barefoot friar Johann Paulus once told a story about an outbreak in a village in Saxony in the 12th century. But the 1374 appearance of the phenomenon that began in Germany was the first major outbreak of the dancing plague. The phenomenon was also known as Choreomania, St. John's Dance, St. Guy's Dance, and St. Vitus' Dance, among other names. The outbreak of 1374 was first described in Aachen starting on June 24, 1374. But from there, it spread across Europe, particularly to other parts of Germany, the Netherlands, and Belgium. In his 1832 monograph, German physician Eustace Friedrich Hecker wrote of the ailment, which he called, quote, a strange delusion. He said the following... It was a convulsion which in the most extraordinary manner infuriated the human frame and excited the astonishment of contemporaries for more than two centuries, since which time it has never reappeared. It was called the Dance of St. John or of St. Vitus on account of the bacantic leaps by which it was characterized and which gave to those affected, whilst performing their wild dance and screaming and foaming with fury all the appearance of persons possessed. He described people dancing in circles, holding hands, shrieking out spirits' names, gasping for breath, and falling to the ground. They hit their heads against walls, walked into rivers, and danced for hours in, quote, wild delirium. Some people reportedly danced themselves to death. By the 16th century, dancing mania was thought of as an affliction sent by a saint or a punishment from God. Some people called on Saint Vitus, hence the name Saint Vitus's Dance. Some people thought it was possession and that the affected were attempting to cure themselves through dancing. Still others, like philosopher, physician, and mystic Paracelsus, believed that the phenomenon was psychogenic. Paracelsus broke dancing mania down into three categories, Correa imaginativa, Correa lasciva, and Correa naturalis. Correa imaginativa meant it came from the imagination. Correa lasciva meant it came from sexual desires, and chorea naturalis meant it was an organic medical disorder. Magistrates and priests treated dancing mania through interventions like prayer, exorcisms, and hiring dancing partners, though Paracelsus recognized the futility of such treatments and said care should be up to physicians. People have also attributed the phenomenon to social turbulence. The Black Death, a pandemic that killed millions of people in Europe and Asia, caused widespread devastation, despair, and fear. Some authors suggested that dancing mania was a kind of stress-induced psychosis that developed in response to plague, starvation, and other horrors and conflicts. Others said that the phenomenon stemmed from food poisoning from rye affected by ergot, was a showing of religious ecstasy, or was just elaborate trickery on the part of impoverished people trying to get over on others. Dancing mania is now considered a mass psychogenic illness, as symptoms spread quickly but have no identifiable cause. In Strasbourg, France, in 1518, there was another outbreak of dancing mania. The town banned public gatherings and designated areas for people to dance in. And a variant of the phenomenon also popped up in Italy in the 15th century and lasted until the 17th. It was called tarantism, as it was linked to the bite of the tarantula at the time. People with tarantism would dance to music until they fell, attempting to cure their illness. Hysteria was often pegged as the cause of tarantism in women who were affected. What was once called St. Vitus's dance is now known as Sydenham's Correa a neurological disorder characterized by involuntary movement of body parts and facial muscles. But the exact cause of dancing mania is still a mystery. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at podcast. If you haven't listened to a new show I host called Unpopular, you can get it anywhere you listen to This Day in History class. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to the Day in History class, a podcast for people who can never know enough about history. The day was June 24, 1932. The Siamese political party, Kana Ratsadan, or the People's Party, overthrew the government of King Rama VII, ending 700 years of absolute monarchy under the kings of Siam. The bloodless coup resulted in the introduction of democracy in the first constitution of Thailand. Since 1782, the kingdom of Siam, or modern-day Thailand, had been ruled by the Chakri dynasty, beginning with Rama I, who founded the capital city, Bangkok. Throughout the 19th century, much of Southeast Asia was colonized by the British, French, and Dutch. Siam was never subjected to colonial rule. But Rama V, who reigned from 1868 to 1910, set out to modernize the kingdom. He introduced social and governmental reforms that were based on Western models. The old ruling families rejected his reforms, but from the mid-1880s to the early 1900s, Rama V overhauled the administration, established military conscription, abolished slavery, and made other major changes in the country. The king was committed to modernization, but he was also committed to maintaining Thai traditions and independence. He instituted all these reforms under the guise that they would save Siam from the threat of Western colonialism, If Siam looked civilized to colonial powers, then it would supposedly avoid Western invasion. Rama V's son and successor, Rama VI, also worked to modernize Siam and welcomed the adoption of some European ideals. His reforms upset members of the aristocracy and nobility, as well as groups of progressives and radicals. In 1912, a group of military officers conspired to overthrow the king, but the plot failed. There is debate over the main causes of the 1932 revolution, but the rise of Western-educated commoner elites who'd become dissatisfied with politics in Siam played a significant role in the event. Rama VII ascended the throne in 1925. He created the Supreme Council of State made up of senior princes who had served in previous administrations. They quickly let go of commoners who had been appointed in the civil service and military. During Rama VII's rule, returning Western-educated students grew disillusioned with the status quo. In 1927, a small group of military and civilian students gathered in Paris with the intent of founding a party to bring change to Siam. This group of seven people called themselves the promoters, and they decided to stage a coup to end absolute monarchy in the country. To achieve this goal, they formed the Kana Ratsadon, or People's Party. The promoters worked on gathering supporters. Meanwhile, Siam was facing economic problems. The Great Depression made it to the country by 1930. The value of rice, Siam's major export, fell drastically. Land values also fell, so the government had to make a bunch of budget cuts. By 1932, the People's Party was made up of more than 100 students, military officers, and non-royal government officials. On the morning of June 24, 1932, while the king was away from Bangkok, the People's Party led the coup. The promoters seized control of the army as well as post and telegraph offices, and they arrested royal officials who were part of the ruling group. Armored vehicles and troops gathered at the throne hall in the royal plaza, and one of the promoters read the Khana Sedan Manifesto, declaring the end of absolute monarchy and the establishment of a constitutional state. Rama VII was playing golf in the south of Siam when he got news of the coup. He agreed to the demands for a new constitutional system, and by December of that year, he had promulgated a new constitution. A state council and national assembly were established, but conflict between the Sedan and the king continued. A couple of years after the revolution, Rama VII left for England, and in 1935, he abdicated the throne, spending the rest of his life in England. Though the coup was a major turning point in Thai history, the next few decades were still characterized by political unrest and rule by military governments. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them our way. We're at iHeartMedia.com if you want to send us an email. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.